Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show. And uh, as we approach the end of another working week, today being Friday, the 5th of March, 2021, trust you've enjoyed a highly productive week in sales and in your leadership, and uh, you're continuing to build momentum that will no doubt continue into next week and beyond, and you're just starting to deliver those results that become sustainable and replicable. Um, and this weekend is a long weekend here in Victoria. Uh, I think it might be other areas of Australia as well, but certainly where I live in Victoria, there's a long weekend this weekend being the Labor Day weekend. So uh, Monday is a public holiday. So uh, for many people, they'll get a long weekend. I won't because I'll be working, uh, recording podcasts and preparing for clients and workshops next week. But that's all good. That's what you do when you run your own uh, organization, when you run your work for yourself. But that is perfect. So so as we finish the week off, I wanted to, I've been thinking about this and talking to a few people this week around the importance, certainly as leaders, in surrounding yourself with really good people and being really conscious of who is in your corner. Now, you may have heard this term, and the term is that you are the average of the five closest people nearest to you. Now, this is very true as like tends to attract like. And when you look at it, it applies to sales, it applies to values, it applies to beliefs. Uh, It also applies to things like income. And when you think about it, which begs the question is, And think about this, who is in your corner? Who are you surrounding yourself with right now? Now, many people that uh, I speak with sometimes come into an organization and they they take over a team. And so they don't necessarily have an option as to who is going to be in their team. And so they are inadvertently surrounded by people who may may not necessarily be like them. And sometimes it can feel as if they're a little bit of a fish out of water and there's a bit of a disconnect there. And that's fine because as a leader, we need to adapt and overcome and, and be flexible and almost be like a chameleon so we can communicate in a way that, that people resonate with. And over time, once we establish that level of credibility, the people who we are surrounded by in terms of our team can actually evolve. And what you'll find is over time when there's a level of familiarity that starts to be created, where there's good relationships that start to be created, then this thing of the five closest people continues to play out. And yes, I see it all the time in terms of sales teams. I see it in general teams as well. That and I, and I bang on all the time about the fact that your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So it stands to reason that you end up being you end up being very much like your team, and they become very much like you. Which means we need to be really, really conscious of who do we have in our team, and when it comes to building a team, who do we bring into our team that we need to. Uh, Add, like, add in terms of uh, individuality, perspectives, beliefs, uh, experience, and a whole host of other things, which I won't get into in this podcast. But uh, there's two elements that I want to cover off today in terms of, of this concept, that is who is in your corner. One is your, your team that you surround yourself with. That is your, I guess, your day-to-day activities and all the interactions you have each and every day. You need to be really conscious of what you're looking for in a team, what attributes you need, what skill sets you need what sort of principles, what sort of behaviors you're looking for so that you can actually build a really close-knit, cohesive team 
that gels together because when a team gels together and everybody's on the same page, you actually become unstoppable. And so that's one element. And I don't want to focus necessarily too much on that today, but what I do want to focus on is who else are you surrounding yourself with that's going to be helping you as a leader, as a sales leader, as an individual. So it's not necessarily your sales team because sometimes you don't have the option of choosing who you have in your team. But what I am going to focus on today and what I want you to get really, really focused on is outside of your sales team, who are your four or five closest confidants that you have that would constitute being your inner circle? Who do you go to? Who do you surround yourself with on a regular basis? Who do you call into your inner circle when, when you need to get some advice? Uh, when when you need to get some perspectives, when you need to have a soundboard? Like, do you have a confidant? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a coach? Now, yes, I'm a coach. I'm a leadership coach. I work in sales leadership and all that sort of stuff. And shameless plug, I'd love to work with you as well. But if we end up not working together, I still want you to think about and understand the importance of surrounding yourself with people who will support you, who will guide you, who will provide you with a perspective that you need to hear that often... Friends, and dare I say it, sometimes family won't necessarily give you or they'll give you only a one-dimensional view of that perspective. And so as a leader, as an evolving leader, we need to be really mindful of and very selective on who we have in our corner and who we will allow into our corner. Now, it reminds me of a story I heard oh, probably four or five years ago from a colleague who also has a podcast, but he's on the other side of the planet. He, he lives, in, uh, lives in the United States of America. And he was talking about this particular topic. And one of the things he shared was there was a time in his career, and he was still in corporate running a sales team at this particular time. But one of the mentors that he was working with suggested to him that, hey, you need to be really, really clear on who you surround yourself with, who you allow into your inner circle, and who you need to keep out of your inner circle. So what was suggested to him is one of the best ways to do this is to have a look at your contact list, right? And just go into your phone, for example. And what he literally did, he had hundreds and hundreds of contacts in his contact list. And there was a lot of people that he was in, he was hanging on to in terms of contacts uh, from past careers, from past opportunities, from past businesses, etc. And uh, he literally went through every single list and asked one of two questions. Is this person helping me or is this person hindering me? So is it a positive or a negative? Now, this is a fairly, it's a fairly dichotomous type of uh, exercise, but one of the things that, that he learned from this process is he needed to put his energy into people who would empower him, who would support him, who would encourage him, who would always be optimistic around him, not people who would belittle him, look at the world as being flat or looking at the glass as being half empty, always looking at the pessimistic side. And so he literally went through his contact list and asked those questions. Is it helping or is it hindering? And the people that was were hindering based on his experience, he would delete them. And he said that exercise was very cathartic. But what it did is almost like a release of tension to say, hey, even though I haven't spoken to these people for quite a while, the fact that having them in my contact list meant that they were kind of still part of my community, part of my contact list, part of my part of my environment. And so releasing that all of a sudden meant that they were gone, which meant there was a huge release. Now, this, this might sound really weird, but what happened was he now started to focus on the people that he knew would empower him, that he could surround himself with, that would help him and help him get better and become a better version of himself. And so I did exactly the same exercise. I went through my contact list and said, okay, is this person helping me or hindering me? 
And if I hadn't spoken to this person for a long time or I'd lost contact, I just deleted the contact. It's as simple as that. And so it's it's a really great exercise to do because once you're really clear on A, what you stand for, what you value and what you need to have in terms of key people around you, you can be very, very selective in terms of who you allow in and who you keep at arm's length. Now, truth be told, you can't necessarily keep a lot of family at arm's length because sometimes you just have to grin and bear it. But what I'm talking about here is in the context of a profession and a professional as a professional leader, you need to be really conscious of as to who you let into your inner circle and who you keep away. It is absolutely critical. Now, one thing I wanted to uh, uh, qualify here, and that is, you're not necessarily having to surround yourself with people who are unrealistically optimistic, who will always tell you what you want to hear, who will always give you the, the positive side or the optimistic side. I'm not saying that at all because you do need to have people who you trust. And I'll give you a couple of things to think about in a second in terms of what are some of the qualities you're looking for in terms of criteria for people. But you do need to have some people who will also be prepared to have the conversations that you know need to be had. But you need to have those conversations with people but you, because you trust them. It's not the negative Nancys that you want to surround yourself with. It's the people who will look at you and look at situations for what they are, give you an unbiased and unfiltered perspective, but they do it through a position of respect and they certainly do it through a perspective of loving you because they want to be close to you all right? and they, they're invested in you. So this is, a, this is such an important topic. I don't want you to miss this. Be really, really clear on who you're let into your inner circle and be very, very protective of this. Almost as protective of this as you are to your time. Just don't let anybody come in and fill your diary with stuff because otherwise you'll be at the mercy of everybody else's agenda. So are you are you really protective? Are you really selective in terms of how you and who you let people in? Or do you just let anybody in? So be very selective in this and, and be very clear on who you let in and who is in your corner. So what are some things to think about when it comes to this? Well, here are probably four or five things to think about. And you probably have a lot more than this. But these are just some, some things to think about as a starting point. Uh, when you come to think about, okay, who do I have right now in my corner? Who do I have surrounding me right now? Are they helping or are they hindering? And here's some criteria that you can actually now qualify each person against and maybe make a decision to invite some more people in or potentially over time make some adjustments so that some of these people are going to start to move away and out of your inner circle. So first of all, uh, do, does this person care about you? Do they genuinely care about you? Or are they in here for perhaps personal gain? Are they looking at what's in it for them? Now, if they genuinely care about you, then they will be in a position to give you unbiased feedback, but they'll do it in a really respectful way because they'll do it based on behaviors that they see. They won't necessarily do it based on opinion of what they think about you because uh, the underlying foundation is they genuinely care about you and you've got a really strong connection at a, at a personal level. So that's the first thing. Do they care about you? The second thing is, do they share the same values? Now, this is an interesting one in that there's, a lot, there's often people that you end up working with who, at, when it's all said and done, probably have slightly different values, and that's okay, and that can be working really well. But when it comes to your inner circle, it's really important to surround yourself with people who share the same values as you do, because it makes the conversations a lot easier, it makes the relationship a lot more solid, and enables you to then have more productive, 
more deeper uh, and more in, intimate sort of conversations that will only help you, which is then also based on the fact, the first point, that they genuinely care about you. So do they share the same values? And if you're not sure about that, then have the conversation with people. Just under, understand and do a values elicitation exercise to think about, okay, do we share the same values? Are we on the same page? Do we stand for and do we believe in the same things? And if they, if they do, fantastic, let them in. Um, the third one is, can they help you? Can they help you? There's no point in having somebody there who is not going to add any value to you, who's not going to stretch you. So you've got to bring somebody in who potentially, uh, well, not potentially, definitely can help you. And I often say this, that if you're surrounding yourself with people and you look at it and you end up being the smartest person or the most experienced person in that group, then quite frankly, you've got to get a new group because that won't enable you to develop as quickly as you could. So give yourself the benefit of identifying people who you generally believe can help you. They might have, uh, a, they might be able to assist you in different skill sets that you don't have yet. They might be able to give you completely different perspectives that you don't necessarily have right now, but you're, you see them as somebody who is, I guess, more further advanced, more experienced, more uh, qualified, if, if that's important to you, than you are, but they can definitely help you. So that's another key criteria. Can they help you? The fourth one is, do you trust them? Now, often as leaders, we talk about the fact that we have to earn the trust of our team. We therefore have to earn the right to lead our team. It's also really important that when we're selecting people to bring into our inner circle, that we ask that question as well. Do I trust this person? Do I trust them to be themselves? Do I trust them to tell me the things and share information and give me insights and give me perspectives that I know I need to hear, even though it might be really difficult to hear? So, if, we, if we've got a really strong trust-based relationship, then you've got a really, really strong relationship and therefore a really strong uh, inner circle that enables you to develop and get better and exponentially grow. And the last one I thought about this morning was probably a really important one, and it's, it's almost a no-brainer, but uh, it's amazing how many people don't necessarily really spend some time thinking about this and really delving into this. And that is, is this person totally invested in your development and in your success? Are they looking for opportunities where they can help you? Are they looking for opportunities where they can serve you? Uh, are, they, are they invested in your development? It's as simple as that. Or are they looking at what they can get out of the relationship? Are they looking at how, what they can get out of leveraging off you, for example, in terms of you know, further, further uh, feathering their own nest or building their own uh, business or building their own uh, tribe, whatever the case might be. So be really, really clear on, does this person, uh, are they invested in my development and are they truly invested in my success? Now, if you if you have those, so what are those, five five key questions to ask, five key areas to focus on, if you, uh, you might want to add some more to that as well, but if you highlighted those and really targeted those, uh, there's a couple of things to think about. One is, for the people that are surrounding you right now, for the people who are in your inner circle right now, just do a bit of a, a stock take and think, okay, do I have affirmative answers for each of these right now based on the people who are within my inner circle right now? Now, if you've got one or two of those that are no, maybe we've got to make some adjustments and maybe start migrating these people out and replace them with somebody who can answer the affirmative for each of those questions. If you've got everybody in your inner circle right now that you can say hand on heart, yep, they tick every single box, then you've got a great inner circle in place and hold on to them because they'll serve you really well and you'll get some fantastic results. If you're now looking for how do I bring some people into my inner circle, then these are these are five areas you can really, well, at least start with to really identify the key people you need to bring in. But the key message out of today, if nothing else, is we've got to be really, really conscious of and very specific on who we let in 
to our inner circle? Who is in my corner? Because if they're not there for, for you, if they're not there for win-win, if they're not there for helping you get better, then what are they there for? And why would you have them in there? So be really specific, be really dogged, but also be really rigorous in terms of who you do allow into your inner circle. And I guarantee you when you do that, you'd be amazed at how quickly things will turn around or how quickly exponentially you'll start to improve in all facets, not just in your leadership, but also in the results that you start delivering and therefore the results your team starts delivering as well. So be very, very clear on who is in your corner. So trust that message makes sense. And of course, if you are committed and ready to work one-on-one, let's do that. Let's work one-on-one, help you take your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level. And if you're ready right now, I'm ready right now as well. So let's get on to that. Go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll set up a Zoom call, have a conversation, and start rocking and rolling as early as next week. So I look forward to having that conversation with you. And of course, as a final reminder, as we wrap up the show for the week, please remember to subscribe to the podcast. So that lets me let you know when new episodes are up and running. And of course, if you can do me a massive favor and rate the show as well, That'll be greatly appreciated. That enables other people just like you who are searching for podcasts on various platforms to more easily find the Exceptional Sales Letter podcast because we're continuing to focus on adding as much value as we possibly can. So with that, trust you have a really restful and re-energized weekend and look forward to talking to you next week on the next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.